they are. You can make a lot of racket with just a handle. You can bang wood. You can bruise trees. You can deform trees. You can mess trees up. But unless you've got some, the power to cut the tree down, that's where your power's at. And if, unless you got power, there ain't going to be nothing built for the glory of God. I, I, I believe that. I'm going to try to get to it. I'm just trying, I'm trying to make sure I, it's yellow light still. I'm waiting on a green light. I, I, I believe I we've preached on it. I thank God for it. This is my grandpa's axe head. I've seen him sharpen this axe head. I noticed one time when his, he got to wobbling, and here's the problem. I see in 2020, there's a lot of folks wobbling. You see, it wobbles before it ever flies off. I remember my grandpa put a thing in a vise, and he put a wedge in there that expanded it left and right. Then he put another wedge in there. He wedged it just like the cross. <laughs> Woo! If you'll stay near Calvary, you won't wobble on the shaft. Somebody say amen. That's right, right there. Amen. Any church that ain't built around Calvary, it's going to crumble to the ground. And most churches built around singing, they won't last as soon as the singing's done. Get a little trouble in the singing and they'll shut down. But if it's ever built, hey man, I said if it's ever built around the preaching of Calvary, it'll last anything, hey amen. Thank God, need to wedge in sometime, we'll get a little wobbly. But then I would notice he'd stick it in the water bucket. <laughs> I thank God for the water, ain't you, amen. Woo! And, he, and that thing will swell up. <laughs> he'd fit, he'd go to work, and he'd tighten up. Boy, if we'll just get in the word, you're sanctified through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And if we'll just dip ourselves and immerse ourselves in the Bible, amen, we'll tighten up, say amen. Then when he got done with that, he'd wrap it in oil, wrap a rag around it. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. Got to have the Holy Ghost or you going to rust and it ain't going to last. You ain't going to hold your edge. Everybody say amen. Amen. If you get one that's real stubborn, you can turn it around and get another wedge and just knock a far out of it. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a lot of truth in that axe head. Now that axe head is made out of iron. The Bible said the iron did swim. That's powerful. Boy, that's a miracle there. I mean, the Bible didn't say it floated. The Bible said it swam. This iron did the backstroke <laughs> over to where man could reach down and get a hold of it. What is unattainable, what you seem like is so far beyond your reach, if you'll just get down on your knees and pray God do something supernatural, he'll put the power you need to live your life in, 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 in reach distance. Somebody say amen. But I don't want to focus today on the, the axe head. There's a powerful truth there. But I want you to look with me in our text. We'll read our text. You can be seated. Notice the Bible said in 2 Kings in chapter number 6 and verse number 1. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. In that one word too straight, that word straight carries the twofold application. We've preached on that one fold application, 
I want to look at the second. He said it's too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam. Let us make us a place there where we may dwell. These are the sons of the prophets talking to Elisha, the man of God. And he answered, and he said, go ye. He said, if you want to go, go ye. Look at verse number three. And one said, be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. And as one was filling a beam, the axe head flew into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Word fell it, and he shewed him the place, and he cut down a stick. Now I want to say this right quick. Y'all look up in here at your preacher. Some of y'all that ain't testified and shouted and praised the Lord in a long time, y'all know, y'all know where you lost it at. Somebody say amen. Y'all know where you quit cutting down and where you just went to bruising. Somebody say amen. I feel like preaching there, great God. And he shoot him the place and he cut down a stick. I'm going to tell you what, the tree will get back. <laughs> if you can just get to the stay, if he'll just get back to Calvary, it'll get back everything that you, somebody say amen. And cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. And therefore said he, take it up to thee. And he put out his hand, and he took it. Lord, would you help us today to preach what you laid on our heart. I thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the word of God. Help me, Lord, to mind you today. Open our hearts. And God feed our soul. Help us to leave this place having been eternally changed. Save a sinner and touch a saint. We'll give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say Amen. I want you to be seated for a little bit. Help me for a little while. I want you to look at that little word strayed and look at the phrase that it's used in. These sons of the prophets came to the man of God, Elisha, and the Bible says that they said, now notice the, notice the context. Gehazi has meant to turn the power of God into a prophet in the previous chapter. He did it wrongly and Gehazi's been judged and leprosy has came upon him and it seems like the sons of the prophets have now flocked to the man of God they've, they've seen how to do it wrong and how Gehazi did it and now they want to do it right and they've come around Elisha and they're in that place but notice what they said they said behold the place where we dwell where we abide where we're living at he said it's too straight for us. If the Lord will be my helper this morning, I want to preach on this thought. Why people leave straight places. Why people leave straight places. Are y'all with me today? Can you say amen? Now notice in our text, I preached this thought. They said the, that word there, this word straight, has this idea of narrow. In other words, it's too close. It's too narrow. It's too tight. We need to build a bigger place. And that's the thought that we preached on. If you're going to build for God, you got to have the power. Amen. You've got to have the touch of heaven. There has to be something supernatural. But there's another definition that I like to deal with today that word straight also means strict here's what the sons of the prophet said they said preacher it's too strict for us here there's too many standards for us here hey it's too straight around here I'd like to deal with that thought today on why people leave straight places 
I hope everybody's tuned in. Y'all, 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 y'all try hard at listening. Amen. Hey, there's a difference here. I don't want to lose nothing that we've got. Amen. But I just want to remind y'all, I want y'all to listen to me real good right here. I'm going to say it about two or three times. If they'd have stayed at the strict place, they'd have never lost the axe head to begin with. Somebody say amen right there. Woo! I feel like preaching now. Amen. It's about green light from heaven. Amen. I want to ask you, I want to look just by way of introduction. I want to look at some things concerning leaving in our text. Notice just a few things first. Notice, first of all, there are people in our text. The sons of the prophets. Here's men who have been raised right. They have watched Gehazi not do it right. These are the sons of the prophets who when Elisha picked up that old mantle that Elijah was taken up by that fiery chariot. That's a heaven sent Uber, say amen. And God said, hey, God sent the chariot after him. When he was taken up, he didn't take the mantle with him, but the Bible said the mantle fell and Elisha went and picked it up and he wrapped it on the ground like he's seen that old man of God do. He didn't try to do another manner. He didn't try to change the message. He didn't change methods. In 2020, we don't need new music. We don't need new manners. We don't need a new message. We just need the old man. I'll say amen. Preach on, preacher. That's right. Amen. And he struck the ground, and the waters did for Elisha what they'd done for Elijah. Judge. And y'all remember what the Bible says that the sons of the prophets were over in the bushes and they were peeping and they come up to Elisha. See, these are the men who saw God on Elisha and they said, we want what you've got. Hey, we need to be a part of it. We want to go to your church. We want to get around where my kids need it. Oh, I, I, I want that same old message. I want to see that same manner. I want to see that old time music. I want to see it done like it used to be done. Hey, we don't need disco balls. We don't need flashing lights. We don't need some band up here. What we need, the only praise team we need is the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Hey, man, what we need, not a dance team. We need to get in the dance for ourselves. Say amen right there. Old time religion, it's not a thing of the past, friend. Oh, it's not something we do once a year. It ought to be who we are, amen. And they said, man, we got to have it. Hey, they've seen it, Brother Tony. Hey, they've been raised around it. It's been a little while. They've been around the man of God. They've been raised with good standards. Uh, hey, have y'all ever noticed that they, there's people that leave straight places? Uh, how they were raised around old time preaching. Uh, how they were raised around, uh, they looked and sought the man of God's advice. Uh, hey, man, they went to the right place, uh, had the right kind of preacher. Uh, notice with me, the people, these sons of the prophets, we know they're saved, but they're leaving straight places. Why is it that we see that? Notice number two, the prophet. Just, just by way of notice, under, under, under things concerning leaving, there's people. Then there's a prophet. Thank God for a man of God that'll preach the Bible. 
Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. He took up that same mantle. Amen. Did the same thing that Elijah did. He preached the same truth. Hallelujah. He didn't compromise. In fact, you know what Elijah said? Amen. When Elijah, you never do, great God in heaven, I thank you, Lord. You never do see Elisha getting in the cave. <laughs> Woo! You never do see Elisha running from a Jezebel. You know why? Because he had a double portion. I went to God. We get some men in our day that want a double portion. Great God, don't just sit back and settle for this mess that's being pushed off his church. Great God, we need the old time man. And the old time message, thank God for a prophet. Amen. Can't be bought, can't be persuaded, can't be controlled. Amen, preacher. Preach on, done twice as many miracles, had a double portion. He had as, he had as much power that when that old dead feller, <laughs> amen, got thrown into his grave, he had so much power in his bones uh, that the man got raised to life again. Ain't that a picture of what Jesus did? Because Jesus died and was buried. Woo! We're still getting up. Say amen. Hey, what a picture of Jesus. Y'all with me today? What a man of God. What, look at the people, the prophet. Here's the problem. They said it's too straight for us. It's too tight here. Amen. Hey, it's too narrow here. It's too strict here. Hey, all he does is preach on righteousness. <laughs> Ain't that what Noah did? Noah was a preacher of what? Righteousness. Amen. That's what he was. Amen. He's a preacher of righteousness. Hallelujah. And judgment to come. Hallelujah. It ain't changed none. And we ought not change today. Say amen. Hallelujah. Here's the problem. They said it's too strict. It's too tight. I, I want to dress like I want to. I'm going to do what I want to do. Y'all might as well say amen. If you're going to shout, you need to do it now. Amen. Hey, the problem was they said it's too strict for us here. It's too tight for us here. It's too narrow for us here. We can go down the road to the river church where they went. They went down there to Jordan. They went down there to the River Community Church or the Whale Community Church or the Rock Community Church and it's easy down there. They give away Harleys down there at Father's Day. They'll, they'll give you a knife set for joining the church. I ain't making that up neither. Hey, hey I'm telling you, hey, it's, it's comfortable down there. It ain't near as tight down there. Hey, man, I'm, I'm still in the King James Bible. That shit's too straight for us. Say, hey, we got to go down there. Here's that's the problem, and so they here's the plan. He said this. Look at verse two. They said, "Let us go." <laughs> we pray thee. I, I I hope you understand. Hey, we pray thee. Hey, I, listen, we want you to understand it. He, he wasn't for it. He didn't come up with the idea of going down there. Hey, they did. But you know what he said? He said, "If you want to go," he said, "All I can tell you is you can go." They said, let us go. That's the, that's the plan. Let us leave. Let us go. Why is it? Look at the place they went. They went down into the Jordan. The Bible says, uh, let us go into Jordan. Take thence every man a beam. And uh, hey, we're going to get in on the ground level. Uh, we're gonna, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a leaving. I'm going to go down there. It's too straight here, too strict. It's too narrow. Hey, the standards too high. Convictions. Hey, hey, hey. hey we're going to go down there. And uh, we're, we're going to be a part of something new starting. I'm so sick and tired of hearing that. 
Oh, my God. Hey, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hey, I'm going to get on the ground. They need me down there to help them. What about God needing you where he puts you? Say amen. Amen. Place. Then they panic. Look at verse 5. They lost something that was valuable. I'm going to tell you why they lost it because they didn't, they went over, hung, hung up to the cross. They didn't tie, they needed to wedge some things in. They needed to be soaked in the water. Somebody help me, amen. They need to stay oiled up. I, I've already dealt with it a while ago. They had a panic about them. They said what we had really wasn't even ours. We just borrowed it from somebody. Are y'all listening to me? Right, now listen, here's number six. Here's number six. On some things concerning leaving. Here's number six. The power. Notice what? Elisha was the only one who was willing to stay in the straight, strict, narrow place. He's the only one. I mean, it's going to get lonely standing for God sometimes. Ask Brother Ken out there preaching and getting beat up on Facebook, social media. Hey, hey get, ask me when I go down there to jail. Hey, is everybody all right? It's hard to stand for what's right. You don't get many likes on Facebook. You don't get many likes on social media. You don't get many folks liking you straight, staying straight and staying strict. Amen. Great God in heaven. I hope I don't have to name some stuff because I'll be here all day if I do. Elisha was the only one willing to stay. He was also the only one that had the power of God at a critical moment. You know what they said? We want you to go with us. And here's what I picture. He is like Peter. No, I'm gonna, let me back up. He's like John. He's like John. I don't believe John just went fishing with Peter and that other crowd. I feel like John, he had a little, he laid his head. He's the only one who laid his head on the breast of the Lord. He's that one that gave us revelation. 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. He's that one the Lord said, if he lives till I come back, what's that to you, Peter? I mean, John had a special relationship that a lot of them didn't have. I didn't say he was perfect, but he had a special relationship. Here's what I think. I think John went with that crowd to keep them from going too far when Peter and them went back fishing. Here, here's what Peter said. Peter told us in the Bible, he said, when you need to be eating meat, he said, you ain't able to handle the meat. He said, I'm going to have to give you some milk. And I thank God for a pastor who saw me as a young Christian and I was times when I was digging and I was ready for the T-bone. But there was other times when I should have been eating meat and I was out of the sorts, I was out of the will of God and I had to have milk. And even though that my pastor knew I should be eating meat, he still loved me enough to bring me some milk. <laughs> Woo! Are, are y'all with me today? Oh, here's what I think went on. Elisha said, they're going to get in a sure-fired mess if I don't go down there with them. They ought to be eating meat. They ought to be staying in a straight place. But I'm going to go with them because they ain't got the power. They ain't got the prayer life. They don't preach like it needs to be preached. And when they get in a mess, they're going to need me to help them to get out of the mess. That's what Elisha says. So we see some things in our text concerning leaving. But I want you to notice this. 
I don't believe it ever happened. I don't believe they'd ever gotten panic mode. I don't believe they'd ever had to come to Elisha. Uh, listen, the Bible, the Bible says they didn't lose nothing while they were in a straight place. But if they'd stayed where it was narrow, if they'd have stayed where it was strict, praise God in the land forevermore, they'd have never lost the power. They'd have never lost the axe head. They'd have stayed near Calvary. They'd have stayed in the water. They'd have stayed swelled up. They'd have stayed oiled up. Amen, preach on preacher. Oh, y'all with me today? Here's what, here's what scares me. Here's what scares me. Notice this in verse number one. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Some things concerning leaving. But I want you to notice some lies concerning leaving. I, want you to, I, want, I, want, I just want to pour out in verse one. At least these men told the truth. At least these men told the truth why they was not staying in the straight place. Are y'all with me today? At least they told the truth. At least these boys were honest. Most people will never admit that the reason they're leaving is it's too tight for them. It's too strict for them. It's too straight for them. They'll make up every excuse in the world. What's some lies that you've heard in 20 some years pastoring? What's some lies preacher? Hey man, what's some lies that folks tell when they leave? And well number one, They'll blame the preacher. Thank God they didn't go to Elisha and say, hey, it's cause you. No, they'll blame the preacher. They'll say things like, his brother Linder, they ain't feeding me. I want to say this, it's a known thing at my house, babies get fed, everybody else feeds yourself. <laughs> Woo! You ought to eat once in a while yourself. It, sure enough, you don't get fed if you ain't got an appetite. And if the only time you eat Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, there ain't no wonder you ain't got no appetite. You're sickly. Hey, man, you're sickly because you don't have a steady diet. Preach on, preacher. Preach on, preacher. Hey, man, preach on, preacher. Thank you. Hallelujah. Y'all know I'm right. Y'all know I'm right. How many times have you come to church and you ain't read like you should? You not pray like you should? Amen. But you've wanted to. And you've read a little bit here. And you've prayed a little bit there. And when you come to church, you knew you didn't deserve it. But somehow or another, that man of God, amen, cut off a T-bone, cut it up in the sirloin tips, dipped it in gravy so it'd be easier going down and served you with a glass of milk. Amen. And God God helps your soul. Amen. But there's other times when your heart ain't been right and your soul ain't been right and your prayer life ain't been right and you sit there like a stump on the log and food's on the table. Everybody else is shouting. Everybody else ain't looking down praying like you're acting like right now. Amen, preacher. Amen. Amen. Everybody else wasn't looking at the songbook. Everybody else wasn't pinching youngins. Everybody else, they was getting help. And you can't figure out why you not getting help. Hey, can I tell you today, hey, don't blame the preacher. Thank God they didn't blame the preacher. Hey, man, they'll blame the preacher say the preacher don't feed me. I had a lady... Got, got word back to me. She said, I, I can't even remember the last few messages he preached. That's because she ain't been there maybe three times in six months. It's hard to feed somebody don't come to the table. Hey, man, that's what I told her husband too. 
I said, I don't know why she's worried about what I'm feeding because she ain't there to eat anyway. Somebody say amen. I got a cow over there. And every time he sees the truck drive by, he's a jumping and a leaping. He just thinks he's going to eat, Brother Tony. I, I, I just go to the well house and crack it, crack the barn door, Brother Michael. I just crack it. And he's up on top of the feed thing. He's a kicking the feed thing. He's a headbutting the fence. He's a tearing at the ground. I mean, looking for something. Tongue reaching out about 16 foot. I mean, that big old tongue like, a, like salt. I mean, just like old sandpaper is a grabbing your arm. He's dying for something to eat. He's hungry. If you come to church hungry once in a while, ma'am, sir, hey, if you come hungry once in a while, you get fed. You go home with a doggy bag. Hey, man, preacher, preach on. They didn't blame the preacher. Amen. Is everybody all right? Amen. They didn't blame the people. That, that's another lie out here. You know, people ain't friendly. We've had people leave the church because folks is too friendly. Amen. Folks shake hands, love on each other. They say, we ain't used to that. Hey, we don't like folks loving on us. Hey, the Bible says we're brothers and sisters. That's Christian talk. Hey, man, that's how you post, not yo, man, what's up? What's up, homie? Jesus ain't your homie. Hey, man, how are y'all listening to me? Brothers and sisters, don't bring him down on man. Everybody say amen right there. He's high and holy and lifted up, and he's got a family. And you've been born into it if you're saved. You've been adopted in it if you're a Gentile. And if you're a part of the church, which if you've been saved, you are. Amen. You've been married into it. And you're in this family three ways. It ain't no way you're going to get out. The devil can't erase your name. Hey, man, you can't. Hey, great God in heaven. I've been in this thing for eternity and the people of God's the friendliest people I've ever met maybe maybe you ought to read what the Bible says if you think folks ain't friendly won't you do what the Bible says he that shows himself friendly is going to have some friends somebody say amen you over there hunkered down, won't say nothing, act like you're mad by half the press every time you come to church. I mean, you can have YouTube channels and you can have social media. I mean, you can do everything and do it up. And I, I mean, act like everything's hunky-dory. And I'm going to tell you, people eat straight places and they'll lie about it and they'll blame it on the preacher for not feeding or they'll blame it on the people for not being friendly when the church is always there for you. When you get sick, who shows up? When you're in hurting, who shows up when you need prayer who shows up and you know what even when folks walk off there'll still be a man of God that'll pray and God will do something spiritual and they'll be able to get back if they'll just cry out for help they can get back where they need to be y'all know I'm right people get mad and they leave straight places they blame the preacher they blame the pre people they'll blame programs <laughs> we don't like the programs we don't like reading the Bible. That's a weird. We don't, we don't like. We don't like. We don't like reading the Bible. We don't like prayer meeting. I, I got a preacher come up to me the other day. Said they had prayer meeting getting ready for, uh, and and had he drove an hour and a half to go to church and nobody showed up. 
I got another preacher friend of mine. He's got on his heart to read the Bible through. And he's, and he's doing it on Wednesday nights. And nobody wants to show up to read the Bible. And the book of Ezra, they stood outside in the pouring rain while they read the Bible. Amen. People got right with God just for hearing the Bible read. Hey, man, Jeremiah preached. Nobody got right with God. Throwed him in the pit. Hey, man, didn't appreciate him at all. But thank God for him staying straight. And when he's gone and in heaven, hey, man, walking around in Abraham's bosom, you know what happens? Thank God an old prophet gets out the scroll of Jeremiah and he begins to read it. And he's just reading the Bible. And the king gets right with God. And the whole nation turns around. Hey, friend. Hey, friend, listen to me. Don't get mad about Bible programs and don't get mad that we don't have worldly programs. We ain't supposed to have a Weight Watchers Club at church. Amen. Amen, preacher. Get karate class started all free on Tuesdays and man, we'd have pack a house out. Somebody help me, amen. Great God in heaven. I call prayer meeting, call preach. You know what we have for young people? Same thing we've had for 20 years. Preaching, singing, testifying, shouting, visiting. Hallelujah. That's what the church ain't. Great God in heaven. Help us, Lord. We're supposed to be doing what God called us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't get mad at the people. Don't blame the programs. Don't blame the people. Don't blame the preacher. And I'll tell you the next thing they'll do, and this blows my mind, they'll blame the person of the Holy Ghost. Everybody look up here at me. I'm, I'm getting worried about you not looking at me. Here, here, here's what they do, brother. Here's what they do, brother Jerry. They'll blame it on the Holy Ghost. Well, the Lord's leading me. You ain't even right with God. How are you going to say the Lord's leading you anywhere? Somebody say Amen. You ain't half been to church, so I know you ain't right with God. Everybody say amen. Hey, you ain't got enough God to get you to church. You ain't got enough God to get you to heaven. Say amen right there. Hey, man, preacher. Hey, man. Hey, man. And when they come to church, they don't even sit down and hear the preaching. Hey, man. Is everybody okay? I'm going to tell you right now in 2020 what this nation needs is somebody that'll go after God. Hey, man. Somebody that'll preach the Bible. Hey, man. Hallelujah. When we're in politics, we ain't looking for a preacher. Hey, man, we ain't looking for a deacon. We're looking for somebody to lead. But thank God when you're in church, you ought to look for a preacher that'll preach the Bible. Hey, man, don't blame the preacher. Look for a people that's friendly. Don't bring the people. And don't blame the Holy Ghost and try to say God's telling you to leave. Especially when you follow it up with, well, I feel like I need to keep the peace. So I feel like it's time for us to leave. Well, well who needs to keep the peace? He's the God of all peace. Say amen, preacher. Is everybody all right? Yeah, if, you, if, if going to a straight church, you got to leave to keep the peace, somebody ain't right with God. Somebody say amen. Amen, preacher. That's exactly right. I like what mama used to say, or, or papa's mom. Hear what she said. You may preach it straighter than I live it, but you won't preach it straighter than I like it. Amen. Hey, the Lord seen fit to move us. Where are you going? I don't know. Hold up. Is the Lord confused? Did the Lord not say bloom? Basically, country term, bloom where you planted. 
Didn't he say you'll be there when it's sunshine and springtime and wintertime? It ain't always summertime, but thank God, seasons change. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. You don't see folks leaving the church every time something goes on in Jerusalem. You don't see them leaving church. Amen. God, help us in this day. And here's the bad thing. They'll go down the road where it ain't strict and the preacher don't have enough God, guts, or backbone to ask them if they left right, ask them if they got right. Preach on, preacher. Amen. They preach people all over the place that never got right with God and left wrong and blamed it on God, blamed it on preaching, blamed it on people. Well, that person don't shake hands like they ought to. That person don't friendly to me like they ought to. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to thank God for a bunch of hogs. I mean, hogs has got more sense than people do. Do you know hogs will root and get a, they'll, they'll get one of them teats. They'll get one of them whether that other pig's mad at them or not. As a matter of fact, they'll kick each other off to get on it. Am I right, Brother Michael? If, if there's 12 teats, amen, and there's 14 pigs, they'll fight for it. Somebody say amen. Hey, man, we're supposed to be better than a bunch of hogs. Well, we are God's sheep, say amen. God will take care of us. So, I look at these things concerning leaving and realize there's lies that people tell about leaving. I am interested in why they leave. And the only thing I can figure is a few things I'm going to tell you. I believe they leave because of their daily activity. You know what the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 15 and 16? The Bible says, But he which hath called you is holy, so be ye. Holy. You know what it says over in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4, verse 7? For God hath not called us to uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Holiness is not a denomination, it's a way of life. Every single person in here ought to desire to be holy. Are y'all with me today? Am I right about that? Don't, did the Bible not say that he's predestinated us for what preacher? To be conformed to the image of his son. Did the Bible not say in the book of Titus in chapter number 1 verse 16 there's a lot of church members that profess that they know God but in their daily in their works they deny him. Their mouth says they love God but their works say they don't love God and they're abominable and disobedient and unto every good work concerning their works they're reprobate. Here's the sad thing. We're living in the days of apostasy. And you know what the Bible says about those days of apostasy? He said there'll be spots in your feast. Hey, on the Feast of Charity, they'll stick out like a sore thumb. All they ever want to do is talk about the bat. Is everybody okay? Yeah, I, I know. I know. Amen. I know. I hope it's ringing people's doorbells and if the shoe fits Cinderella, put it on. But here's the truth of the matter is people leave straight places. Amen. I'm talking about people leave straight places and it ain't because of their lies they tell. It's because of their daily activity. It's hard to come to a church that they tell you about how you ought to dress when you dress wicked outside of church. It's hard to come to a church that tells you that he and he ain't compromised in 20-something years and, oh, man, your kids need it and your family needs it. And thank God that amen, the preacher is good enough to preach to your kids about being saved and the church is good enough to be there for you in your mess and they'll pray for you and they'll lift you up. But when it comes to living, what the, what the book says about godly apparel and modest apparel and dressing like a woman who professes godliness and if the Bible talks about in Proverbs, they saw a woman that 
that had the attire of a harlot. If a harlot, when you see her, is dressed a certain way, then a godly person ought to be dressed a certain way. And people don't like that kind of preaching in the day we live in because they think it's outdated and it's old-fashioned. But you go back to the book of Genesis. And when Adam and Eve tried to cover themselves, they tried to make aprons. That's what the... Is there... Or, or, is everybody okay? They try to cover themselves with leaves. Amen. Amen. But when God covered himself, the idea with what God covered him with said there was clothed from here to here. Is everybody all right? Jesus is our example. And the Bible said in Revelations 1, he was clothed from the neck to the ankle or to the foot. I'm sure glad the Bible tells us what we need to know. Amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. They indulge in things worldly. Amen. They don't, they don't like it. They don't like it when the preacher tells, says, hey, hey, the, the sons are prophets. They told the truth. They said, let's go. It's too straight over here. It's too strict. It's too narrow. Standards too high. I feel convicted. I, I feel bad when I come to church. All he ever preaches is on things. Things is what gives us trouble. 1 John 2, 15 through 17, in case y'all think, I'm, I'm out of the will of God. Love not the world, nor the, say it with me. Y'all say it with me. Things that are in the world. Oh, excuse me. Uh, John's preaching on things. We better take that book out of the Bible. Is everybody okay? That's, things is what bothers me. Things bother me. Things bother you. Say amen. Oh, they indulge in things that are worldly. They indulge in things that are wasteful. They indulge in things that are wicked. Amen. Y'all take your Bible right quick. I'm going to show y'all something. Take your Bible right quick, please. I want to show you something. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter number 18, verse 18. <laughs> Here's a verse that hit me last week. Maybe maybe week before, maybe last week. I can't remember. Uh, Matthew 18, 18. Look what the Bible says. Now, in, in Matthew 18, so you know I'm not taking it out of context, he's dealing with how the church ought to maintain discipline to make sure that the leaven don't corrupt the unleavened. Are y'all with me? And there's times that you've got to remove people from your fellowship. I don't know. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? I mean, it's, it's preaching time. Hey, is everybody okay? Is everybody listening to me? Daniel, I appreciate you listening. Amen. Thank God. I mean, he's been over agging me on ever since I started. I say amen. He, hey, look, look what the Bible says right here. In Matthew 18 and in verse 18. Verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Did y'all say? And he said this, and again I say unto you that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Did y'all see that? And then it goes on to say two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. He's talking about the church. But you know what verse 18 says? He says the church has the authority to establish standards, and if they're bound on earth by the church, then the standards bound in heaven. Are you... That's preaching right there. Well, I want to see it in the book. If your preacher preaches it and you're a member of this church and you get mad about it, you got mad at God, not mad at man. Say amen. God has gave the church the authority to bind some things and to lose some things. Preach on, preacher. Amen. That's right. Indulge in worldly things. Indulge in wasteful things. See, here's the problem. They leave 
They leave churches because of their daily activity. Amen. That they, they all here's the thing, blow my mind. They said, we got a group together in Elisha, and we won't go down there. It's too strict over here. We're going to go down there to the river and start a river community church. Well, you mind? He said, let's go. And he said, well, go. And he said, no, Lord. Hey, hey, oh, man of God, Lord knows we can't do it. Hey, we're going to get in a mess. Ain't that something? They already knew, Brother Tony, that they was going to get in a mess, and they tried to get the man of God to put a stamp of approval. He never, he was willing to stay, the only one willing to stay in the straight place. He wasn't looking to get a crowd to move. Thank God they was honest and said it's too strict over here. Thank God they told the truth. I don't know if it was their daily activity. But I do know this, Brother Tony, according to the Bible, according to the Scripture and what I'm fixing to read, notice notice this. I, I don't know for sure, but I'm wondering if this ain't, this ain't what was going on. Hey, folks want to get together to do anything. They'll get together and have a little Bible study. They'll get together, they'll get together and have a little party. They want to do anything. These sons of the prophets, they've already got together. They're wanting to do something. Ain't it funny that they want to do anything they can except what helps the strict preacher or what helps the strict place? They're fixing to abandon the place they've been with the man of God. Hey, I know they're honest, but they're willing to turn their back on it. Ain't it something? People get together wanting to do something. But it always seems like it's something. It's hard to get people to do something right. Something to help a preacher or help a church out. But boy, you can get a crowd together wanting to do something else. Somebody say amen. Amen. Because of their daily activity. Or because they don't like authority. Y'all turn your Bible over. Matthew chapter 21. Y'all going to have to see this. I, I done got people looking at me weird anyway. And I, I, it surprises me a little bit. Uh, this lets me know how I need to pray. Amen. You ain't praying that much. Ain't no sense in looking down that much. Look at verse 24. And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing. Look at verse 24, Matthew 21, 24. Which if ye tell me, I and likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. You know what? They wanted to know why Jesus was doing what he did. And he said, I tell you what. You tell me about John the Baptist. Was he a right prophet? Was his baptism right? Was his preaching right? And if you answer my question... I'll tell you by what authority I do this. You know what? Christ has got all authority. Would y'all agree with that? And he's placed in the church pastors as his under shepherds. And the pastor has a responsibility to be the overseer and the feeder of the church. It is up to the pastors, Acts 20, 28, to take heed to themselves and to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made them overseers. It is my responsibility to sweep under your doorstep. It is not your responsibility to sweep under the other man's doorstep. It is the pastor's responsibility. I feel like preaching right there. I'm hung up on the log. I don't get amen. I'm going to circle around a minute. Y'all know I'm right about that. No, no. It ain't your job to fix people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And when they call you and go to griping about what the preacher says, hey, man, they call you because they know you'll listen. 
Hey, I hang up on them once in a while. Amen. That's the reason they love you to come over. They want to get some more goody on you. I wonder if you put on Facebook what you say in the secret. I bet you wouldn't do that. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 29. Look what Matthew 7, 29 says. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. He wasn't a scribe, preacher. He was an authority. Hey, man, his head, hey, the devil don't have no problem with a preacher who will preach Mother Cupboard style and just say sin and take a shotgun and just splatter gun everything. The devil don't like it when the preacher's authority, hey man, his headquarters is in heaven and his power comes from the prayer closet and he gets up here and preaches and he does it in love but he does it in authority and he don't compromise and amen preacher. Thank God for a strict place and a strict preacher. Amen. Amen. Here's what they say. They leave because of daily activity. They leave because they don't like authority. They leave. They don't like straight preaching, Brother Jerry. They don't like straight Baptists. You see, they, they said, there ain't nobody going to tell me how to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't like that preacher telling me, like, hey, hey I'm going to tell you what Amos did. You think I'm, I, I'm, I'm a pansy preacher compared to Amos. I'm going to tell you what Amos did. He looked at them women that was in the church and called them heifers. That's what he did. That's exactly what he did. You want to know what a heifer is? See Michael after church. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, here's what I believe, Brother, uh, brother Tony. I, I do know this. He was like a bull in the china cabinet. He pointed her out, friend. I'm so glad one day when I went to church and I, that preacher didn't try to pet me. He didn't try to pity me. He preached to me. Amen. And he preached and plowed my tater patch. I saw myself a sinner needing a Savior. I saw myself going to hell and I wanted to go to heaven. Amen. Thank God the church has got the power to set the standards for dress, for living, and acting. No, you ain't getting in the choir unless you're one of these young kids that ain't got a mom and daddy, that don't raise them right. That ain't a, but if you're a member of this church, you ain't going to get in the choir wearing your shorts. Somebody say amen. 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 We don't mind saying shorts. We go talking about miniskirts, we get nervous. Amen. Amen. Ain't nobody going to tell me how to live. Amen, old preacher of righteousness. All he ever does. Amen. Hey, th th ain't nobody going to tell me how to look. Amen, I'm going to dress. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I, I'm going to ask somebody else. I'm going to text somebody else. I'm going to call somebody else. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a group together to agree with me. Hey, that old internet preacher said it don't matter what, how you look on the outside. It matters what's on the inside. It sure does. And they take that one scripture out of context. He was talking to religious people who act like on the outside they were okay and on the inside they was lost and on their way to hell. If you're going to quote a scripture, let's quote it right, big boy. Everybody say amen. Hey man, the scripture is that we're fruit inspectors and we, if you claim to be an apple tree and you got figs on your tree, hey, something wrong. Somebody say amen. You can't shack up and say you're all right. You can't fornicate and say you're all right, young person. Look up in here at your preacher. It's reserved for the marriage. Say amen. Hey man, ain't supposed to kiss them. Ain't supposed to hug on them. I know it's old fashioned, but it's in order. Say amen. Amen. They don't like it. They don't like it. They don't like people telling them how they look. They don't like people telling them how to live. I'll do what I want to do. I'll act like I want to. They don't like people telling them what to listen to. I'll listen to music if I want to. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I, I can't hardly handle listening to old southern rock. I can't hardly handle it because I want to get in there and sing all them songs. I mean, I can't hardly handle it. And if you say, don't lie, and act like you're holier than me because I know you yeah. I can't hardly handle a good country song. It's hard to find nowadays. I, I, I'm in Waffle House, and they'll come, the songs will come on. They'll say, that's country. I say, man, that's pop. Next thing you know, they're going to have a glove on them doing the backslide or something. Or other. Hey, man, I, but it's hard. It's hard. When, when I went in the Waffle House the other day, and, and, and this guy named, and I hate to say but Chris Stapleton came on. I said, wow, that's, that's country right there. Get out of there. Get, get off me, devil. I, I, is everybody okay? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. Music's your problem, too. Music's your problem. That's why you need a preacher to preach against it. Hey man, hey man, preacher, help us, Lord. Hallelujah. They'll listen to gossipers, but it's hard to get them to listen to the gospel. They'll color, cut their fingernails. I've seen people cut their fingernails, sound like a shotgun going off. Oh, yeah, amen, amen. Hallelujah, that's exactly right. Preach on, preacher. Everybody okay? Amen, amen, glory to God. They'll listen to dividers. They won't listen to people who talk about dwelling together in unity. But boy, they ever, you ever find one that's caused trouble, you'll see them gravitate to them. It'll start like this. I just called to check on you. I wanted you to know we still your friend. They done about killed the preacher and his preacher's wife. Bunch of vultures and vicious people. Vindictive and out of hell. Somebody say amen. I feel like preaching a little while today. Amen. Y'all know I'm playing the tune and it's right. Say amen. Amen. Y'all know I'm right. And we ought not go for that stuff. We ain't supposed to hang. Mark them. Amen. If you ain't, if the pastor and the church ain't supposed to, hey amen, discern between good and evil, hey, why does the Bible say mark them which are unruly? Have no company with them. Don't go hang out with them. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of their daily activity. Amen. Because they don't like authority. Because they demand a lot of attention. Y'all turn your Bibles over to 3 John chapter number 9. There we find a man by the name of Jotrephes. Oh, they demand attention. Here's why people leave straight places. Their daily activity is worldly, wasteful, and wicked. Here's why people leave straight places. They don't like authority. People tell them how to live, how to look, what to listen to. Amen. And here's the funny thing. When they're trying to find an okay, an okay for what they're doing, they never do seek a man with higher standards to give them advice. That's right. Ain't that funny? And it's funny that when they leave, they never go to a stricter, straighter place. That's right. They won't get down there to where the river is, where people take their clothes off a little bit. Yeah. Where, where people say, well, I've got smarter, and I've realized it's all right for men, amen, to wear mini skirts, and it's all right for women to wear pants. It's right for one, it's right for the other. Somebody say amen. amen. Look at 3 John. Verse 9. He talks about this. You can write this down, that name to Here's the thing. You say, well, that's just a little. 
Here's the thing that Diotrephes wanted. He wanted to have the preeminence. You'll see that in verse 9. He wanted the preeminence. In other words, he wanted petted. He wanted people to pet him. He wanted people to say, it's okay. It's okay. Let's just make an exception why you don't come to church and it's all right. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Hey, we understand. And uh, they sometimes, my wife tells me I, I'm getting hard or, or getting strict or getting mean, but I ain't changed. I'm, I'm still the same as I've always been. Amen. And, and you got to preach it with more authority in 2020 because you got more people bucking against it. Somebody say amen. And uh, used to, it was easy when everybody wore long blue jean skirts and white kids and they all thought we was a bunch of uh, cult people. And, and now, you know, it's crazy now. And uh, y'all, y'all remember that, don't you? Said we was a cult. I, I said, yeah, we're going to go making nun suits out of blue jeans. <laughs> I'd stir them up. Oh, hey, man, Word of Faith and Spindale would have a heart attack if you wear blue jeans. Somebody say, hey, man, hallelujah. Y'all know I'm right. Oh, hey, they want the preeminence. And, hey, man, it's, and my wife sometimes, she say, you're getting hard. You're getting hard. But then other times, Amen. Y'all better thank God she ain't pastoring. She'd have she'd have all of us on probation. Amen. And uh, I'll say, hey, man, thank God. By the way, there ain't no co-pastor here. I just want to make sure everybody knows there ain't no such thing as a woman co-pastor. Ain't no such thing as a woman preacher, pastor, deacon, evangelist, straight out of the pits of hell. Bunch of a white woman trying to preach like a black man, act like she's called a God. Out of hells. Everybody take a deep breath. That's wrong. Amen. They petted. They want to be petted. They want to have the preeminence. They want us to make an exception for their sin. They don't like it. They want to be pitied. Hey, Joseph never had a victim mentality when he was treated bad. He was sold by his brothers. Amen. He was lied on by that woman, put in prison. Amen. He was forgotten by that crowd. He gave the interpretation of the vision. Amen. He was raised and elevated to a place of authority. And God used that one man to bring deliverance to the world and specifically to God's chosen people because Joseph never had a victim mentality. It's a sad day we're living in 2020. Everybody's got a victim mentality. Well, you don't know how my mom and daddy treated me. You don't know anybody born before 1980 got the devil beat out of you. So quit acting like you're the only one. Is everybody all right? Amen. Want to be pitied. Want to be petted. They want to be praised. That's what he did. Oh, he wanted to be praised. He wanted to, he wanted to be a teacher. <laughs> he wanted to be privileged. He wanted to be positioned. Yeah, we had a few of them around here not long ago. Bible said in 2 Timothy chapter number 1, verse 5 through 7, they desire to be teachers of the law, don't even understand what they say, nor whereof they affirm. Amen. Yeah, we had a few of them got mad and left because we wouldn't let them teach Sunday school, have a Bible study. Amen. I'll just go ahead and name him if you think I want mail. Amen. He just got mad and left because we wouldn't let him teach Sunday school. Got mad. Y'all, if y'all don't believe me, won't you ask Brother Kim? Won't you ask Brother Tony? Won't you ask some of these other men that he asked if it's all right to have a... Is everybody all right? Amen, preacher. Amen. Might as well call them out. Might as well call them out. Amen. Want to be positioned. Want to be privileged. They want to be petted. Want to be pitied. Want to be praised. 
I'm just thankful for some folks that love God around here. I thank God for some people who like preaching around here. As far as I know, nobody wants to be petted. As far that's here today, nobody wants to be petted. Nobody wants to be pitied. Nobody wants to be praised. Nobody wants to be privileged. And everybody that has a position don't feel like they deserve one. That's why I know they do. I'm glad as far as I know in this church service today, we've got the cream of the crop. And we ought to thank God for it. Why are you preaching it then, preacher? Because when it sticks his head up, I want y'all to knock it off with me. Say amen. Because they demand a lot of attention. Lastly, because of doctrinal apostasy. Turn your Bible over to Titus chapter number one. Man, I, I agree with this. And Brother Bridger heard this and talked about it afterwards. Man, if preachers who are dying to be pastors would just look at where Paul left Titus, they'd be thanking God. They'd be like, Brother Jared, God's going to strike me with lightning before I ever pastor. Amen. He might do it, but as far as he knows, he feels tugged over our evangelists. And amen. Go in there and plow taters and turn them into french fries and, and, and you ought to do what I told him. Every evangelist ought to do it to build the church and help the pastor. Because if the pastor gets help and the people, then thank God you can leave and have done your work. Amen. Do the work of an evangelist. Souls being saved and lives being changed. Amen. Thank God for the work. And thank God for pastors that do the work of evangelists. That's what Paul told Timothy. As a pastor, do the work of an evangelist. Thank God. Amen. This pulpit ought not be the only place people preach. Amen. Ought to be the, ought to be the streets. Ought to be the seashore. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. My wife just said amen right there when I said seashore. Hoard to be the seashore. Hoard to be the snow-capped mountains. She said amen again. Hey, hallelujah. It ought to be everywhere where people are. That's what Isaiah got the commission. How long do I go? Till there ain't nobody left. Till nobody's alive. That's how long you preach. Amen. There ain't no place to retire but refire. Y'all in your place in Titus? Notice what the Bible says. Verse number 10, Paul is leaving him on this island to pastor a church. And this is the kind of crowd that he's going to be preaching. The last thing he said in verse 9, positive, was hold fast the faithful word as you've been taught that he that may be able by sound doctrine to exhort and convince. And then he gets in a little negative. He said, the gainsayers. And I bet you Titus said, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. You're saying I'm pastoring gainsayers? Then look what Paul said. For there are many unruly and vain talkers. They've got a temperament problem. Unruly, troublemakers, want to get in touch with one another. And, and <laughs> oh, Lord, don't let me stay here. Hey, hey, unruly. Then they got a temperament problem. They got a tongue problem. Look here, vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. That's where that's that crowd that said works kept a man saved. Grace got a man saved. We know that grace gets a man saved. Grace keeps a man saved. And grace teaches that a man can't live ungodly and wicked in this present world. He's got to live holy and right. Y'all better say, y'all know I'm right. Amen. And then look at verse 11. They got a temperament problem, a tongue problem. They got a teaching problem. Whose mouth must be stopped who subvert 
whole houses, teaching things they ought not teach for filthy lucre's sake. And they'll go from house to house. They'll go from place to place. They'll go from Facebook site to site. They'll go from Instagram to Instagram. They'll do everything they can. Let's meet at the coffee shop. Let's meet over here. Let's meet at Southern Manor. Let's meet over at Bojangles. Let's go over here at a Burger King. Hey, let's over here. Let's talk about some things. Hey, hey, the Bible says they teach wrong things. Somebody say amen. Hey, man, one of themselves, a prophet of their own secretions, are always liars. He said, you pastor a bunch of liars. He said, they're evil beasts. They're slow bellies. I mean, my God, look at the testimony of this church that he's pastoring. He said in verse 13, here's what you need to do, pastor. Paul says to Timothy, inspired of the Holy Ghost, this witness is true. This is not a lie. This is absolutely truth. Wherefore, what you need to do is rebuke them sharply that they may be sound in the faith. You know what I'm trying to do today? I'm trying to rebuke lies and anybody that might fit the mold. I don't believe they are, but in case they are, I want to rebuke that sharply because I want you to be sound in the faith. Paul says, here's what I want you to do. Don't back down. He said, this is true. You can take my word for it. Preach the truth. He said, because they're unruly. See, that's their character. They're unruly. They have a callousness about them. You can read on down. And this, he said, not giving heed to Jewish fables, commandments of men that turn from the truth. I'm the pure, all things are pure, but them that are defiled. They've got traditional problems. Uh, but the true test is verse 16. Hey Amen. Do they act like what they say? They profess that they know God, but in works they, be, uh, they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Hey, 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 hey. He said, hey, hey, pastor, go and I rebuke them that sin. Expose their wickedness. Express the scripture truth about it and nail it to the wall that they be sound in faith and that the church may increase because there's a lot of people who claim to know God. But have you ever heard them testify? They claim to know God. Have you ever seen them live for God? They claim to know the Lord. But in works they deny him. You see they don't like Bible preaching. The Bible said in verse 14 of Titus 1, they turn from the truth. They don't like the truth. They don't like, pre they don't like preaching. They don't want to hear the truth. Oh, they'll say they won't. And as long as the preacher says some things scripturally, hey, see, I, I like what one of my buddies says. Some people want to hear what she likes to hear. They want, to hear, they want to hear you say things that line up with Scripture, but they don't want you to deal with things that don't line up with Scripture. So as long as you stay in the book, they'll say, what a Bible message. But if you point out things that ain't in the book, they don't want to hear that part. But there is a positive and a negative to every battery. Am I right or am I wrong? There's a positive side and a negative side to every battery, and it will not function with two positives. Hey, Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Hallelujah. They don't like Bible preaching. They turn from the truth. They don't like balanced preaching. They don't want to hear, hey, the Bible says if you're going to worship God, you've got to worship Him in spirit and in truth. And some people like all the truth, but they don't like no Holy Ghost. But I tell you, and some people like a spirit, but don't like no truth. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're going to worship God, you've got to have spirit and you've got to have truth. And amen. Don't say, don't say you ain't made up like that because the Bible says you are. Amen. They don't like balanced preaching. They don't like bold preaching. You see, if you look in verse 13 of Titus chapter 1, here's what they say. 
rebuke them sharply. This is what Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, told Titus. He said, rebuke them sharply. You know what that word sharply means? It means to cut all the way to the quick. I had a ram one time, had big horns. And me and Keith got a sawzall and cut his horns off because it was going, it was crawling around to his eyes. That one thing, y'all should have seen us. Y'all had a laughing spell from here to glory if you'd have saw us trying to catch that thing. We finally got him set down. You could set him on his hind end and, he, and you could control him. If you could just get him on his, on his tail end, you could, you could control him. And we got a battery-powered sawzall. And he just sat there and we cut him off. And I said, Keith, we might better cut more off. And we cut him off. But that last time, brother, we got him to a quick and a little bit of blood came out. You know what we did? We took some salve and rubbed it in that quick. You know what? You know what he said? He said, them that do this, rebuke sharply. Cut them all the way to the quick. See, as long as we don't cut to the quick, we, we don't have no problems. But when it gets down there in the quick where it hurts that, here's what you got to do. Put that salve on. And see, my, what my hope and what my prayer is, that in 2 Kings in chapter number 6, that we'll never have anybody leave a straight place and blame it on the preacher, blame it on the people, blame it on this place, blame it on programs. And for God's sake, don't blame the Holy Ghost. Church hopping's like bed hopping. God knowed everything that was going to go on in the church before he ever put you in it. Amen. And here's the sad thing. Men and women, boys and girls, hear mom and dad and you may think they ain't smart but they are really smart they just see a negative attitude against what the preacher or how the people act they pick up on that and you'll be hard pressed to get that little soul saved you'll be hard pressed to see that young one get born again because of the negativity and the husband may never know it and the wife doesn't and the wife may never know it, the husband did. Because I used to say women was bad about gossiping. But all you got to do is take one trip to Green Creek Store and you'll find out men's bad about gossiping too. Am I right, boo? Am I right, Michael? That's right. He said, not me. That's why he don't stay long. <laughs> he goes there and get his good coffee and leaves. I hope and pray that what we have here at Land of Independent Baptist Church in 22 years, coming up April 19th, this is not just something I put on. I don't just put on my Land of Independent Baptist clothes on Sunday morning. This is not just something I do, looking for something else better to do. I didn't come here as a springboard to go to another church. Got doesn't make no difference, but Plenty of churches asked me to come there. I don't want to go there. God has placed me at Langham Independent Baptist Church. And the preachers that pastor churches in Chesney, South Carolina, who had family members here when I first come, said, Miss Peggy, that he wouldn't pastor here. He would leave that crowd for all. Is that not what he said? See, he wouldn't put up with that. And I said, well, God called me there. 
I had preachers of big churches say, man, I wouldn't go over there. It's going to be fighting hell by there. But listen, as far as I know, Paul had to fight to the day he left his world. And he said he fought a good fight. He didn't say he's a good fighter, but he said, yeah, I've been in a good one. He said, well, I fought a good fight and I've kept the faith. My job is to keep the faith, finish my course. I, I want to have a full rounded ministry. I, I want to make, make full proof of our ministry. I want to have a shouting church. I want to have a sound, sound doctrinal church. I believe in shouting. Do y'all know we lost a lot of people because they didn't like to praise around here? Yeah, that was another thing I was going to say. They'll blame it on the praise that goes on. <laughs> Woo! I, I mean, one service, they went about four amens. There was a one person run, and, and they said he wasn't going to come back. I thought, man, you should thank God y'all wasn't here when it was crazy the other Sunday. Or, or y'all would have went in the bazaar. Y'all remember that couple that sat right here? Y'all remember that older couple that sat right here? I believe, I believe Travis, they sat in front of y'all. Because they sat right there. And y'all sat behind them. You remember that old couple? And man, they was nervous. Travis, uh, I think Starling come up to me after the service. I'm talking about, he was nervous. They, they, they was writing notes. They was looking at tracks. Hey, oh, Independent Baptist Church, glad I'm here. Hallelujah. But man, it was one of them on Sundays. And uh, we probably need the traffic control folks was running. And, and it was on. And folks was a shouting. And, and they couldn't wait to get out of here. They couldn't wait to get out of here. But you know what, brother? People in 2020 need that. And the book of Amos said they'll get to the time that people, before the Lord comes back the second time, that, that it'll be a desert place. And people will run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord. Whoa, God, to be in a place that folks love the Bible. Hey, amen. And, uh, and we're, we're in some growing pains right now and some music and some growing pain. But, boy, she's getting in there better. And, and we got a young crowd of people that's learning the guitar. And we got a crowd of And God's going to say, we're in growing pains right now. Hey, amen. And God's doing something, Brother Tony. Hey, man, we ain't got all the piano players that we once had. We ain't got everything. But God's still here. And the preaching's still real. And the place is still where it's at. Woo! Oh, thank God. He ain't left us. He ain't abandoned us. So let's not abandon ship. Amen. Don't be a statistic. Young people. Don't just be one of them young people that's raised right. Sons of the prophet. In case y'all didn't get that, let me make it more narrow. It's preacher's sons right here and young preachers means the same thing some were no doubt sons of other prophets and some were just young preachers and they said too strict over here here's what I want you to think about when all hell is unleashed on your world do you want some flim flaming preacher or you want a faithful, fired-up preacher? Do you want some flaky church, or do you want a church where the fire God's at? <laughs> Woo! Amen. Daniel took his first lap with me the other day. Amen. Amen. He's big enough to bring you out of alcohol, ain't he, Daniel? God's big enough to bring you out of drugs, ain't he? 
He's big enough to bring you out of alcohol, ain't he, brothers? I know. He's big enough to bring you from a past of hurt, ain't he, brothers, God? He's big enough, God, to put your family back together, ain't he, brother Michael? Hey, he's big enough, God, hey, man, to give you babies when they said you wasn't going to have none and then save on both of them. And little Davey left me the other night and said, Preacher, me and you's preacher buddies, ain't we? Amen. I'm going to get to church early. We're going to compare notes. Amen. Hallelujah. I, 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 I gave him a little notebook that just had a couple sermons in it. He said, is that all you wrote? And I said, well, I'll give you some more later. Amen. Hey, I'm so glad that I want to be a place where they come in and say hallelujah. When Ren's been up that uh, telephone pole. Amen, a picture of the cross and where the pyre's hooked in. And, and, and he gets back and he don't have to worry about his, his wife uh, hearing the gospel preach. He don't have to wonder about it. He knows she could come hear the Bible. Y'all listen to this preacher. Hey, Brother Tony, when you get one of them, if you're going to race, you don't want to just do it for fun. Be honest. You want to win, don't you? You want the victory lane. Luke, am I right about it? Thank God. You want to hear that? Amen. He want to hear it. He want it loud. Knock a buffer off. Let the manifold roar. I like to hear it. Hey, man, you want to lean into it. You want to dive into the corners. You don't want to go to the pit stop every other minute. You don't want to look for a place that'll half run. Y'all know I'm right. You don't want no cheap gas. You want high octane. Somebody say amen. Y'all know I'm right. Amen. Don't leave a straight place. I ain't leaving. I'm here today. Let's head bowed, eyes closed. Miss Rhonda, you come.